Hello and welcome to the Sanctuary, a safe space to speak from the heart. I'm your host, Israel, and my guest today is, oh my God, what? Like, you do so many things, actually, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> she's a mom, she's a stand-up paddleboard tour guide, nature lover, venture seeker, outdoor ambassador, and like, she's always outside, even in the cold, with her baby. <laughs> Jen, Corey, thanks for coming to the Sanctuary today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, um, I'll just, how did you get into like being such an outside person? Um, I think because my dad is a birder, so he was the president of the Nova Scotia Bird Society for quite a while, and he's always been a member of the society, so he was always out um, looking for rare birds, and I would always tote along. He always had me outside um, fishing and always going out for hikes but so it started super young um but then when I met my current partner Chris he is the co-founder of A4 Adventure and yeah so cool yeah so he kind of made me more even more so camping wasn't necessarily a thing we did growing up maybe a handful of times but now it's our favorite thing to do so yeah okay Okay, explain that one to me. I'm like, I'm going to leave the comfort of my house. Four walls, really nice windows. It's warm. I can send the the temperature to whatever I want to. And then I'm going to leave my comfortable bed with my nice TV. And then I'm going to go out into the wilderness and talk me through this. Why? Um, Just the fresh air and the sounds of nature all around you there's not you're disconnecting from society and connecting Mm. to nature and it's it's just it's a recharge it's a reset and it's the best thing ever i promise Mm. you would like it (laughs) i don't know the night it's scary to me well but the good thing is i sleep really easily so um if but like you kind of have to hike to where you camp so it's you know, you're ready to, but then you have to set up the tent. That thing is, <laughs> takes a lot of skill to do. It doesn't take a lot of skill to do. I'm serious though. I promise it doesn't. <laughs> once you do it one time or two times, you, it's easy peasy. Oh, it's although a little, it's I, intimidating. I agree. Yeah, it is. But, but, um, I saw this thing online where you just kind of throw it and then it sets itself up. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that one is really like if it's on a windy night, it'll just blow away. I but like so, yeah. you know, you kind of have to stake it, and then you, oh man, yeah. I tried it um, at the beach once, and I was like, oh man, this is so much work. But <laughs> like once you can set it up, if you feel so accomplished, I don't know. I felt like I did something really cool when I set it up. <laughs> That's kind of, yeah, when you go camping, it's it's a bit of a mission. You go and hike somewhere that you really want to stay, and then you get to pick your view that you get to have your dinner next to, and you get to sleep next to, and wake up and go perch yourself wherever and look. It's just the best. Yeah. But yeah, oh, you have to work You know what it. I found out the other day, and I might be wrong, but a friend of mine was telling me that they, they woke up to, like, book camping and then was all booked. Like, did I didn't know you have to go, like, book for camping and stuff. For Parks Canada, yeah. Any of the oh. any of the provincial and national parks, you have to go online and book. 
Uh, but like, will they have like specific plots or, or what's yep. that? Yep. Oh. Yeah. So a lot smokes. of people, they do it every year. So they know the sites they want. So the, oh. the booking lines are swamped because everyone wants a site and some want a specific site. Oh, hmm. So let's go back a bit, though. You know, you'd go out with your dad. Do you have siblings? I am an only child. Oh, so it was just you. Okay. Yep. So you go out with your dad to do mm -hmm. birding. Like, did you ever pick up the birding thing, or was it just outside being like being outside that you picked up from him? Um, I think I picked up just wildlife in general. I'm not a good birder. I'm not a good anything specific. <laughs> but but I love everything and I'm very interested in it. So yeah. I use an app called iNaturalist. And if I what, see... A, what does it do? You can take a picture of something that you see, whether it's a plant or a butterfly or whatever you see. And you can ask for suggestions. And there's a community of nature lovers mm. that give you the answers. And it also documents your finding. So it oh, helps. Nice. Yeah. Is it free? Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Because yep. like you seem like it might be expensive. So, um, uh, yeah. Because like to me, I think that birding thing is just like so, it you know, a skill I can't pick up. Because like I'd be going out <clears throat> with like you know, so I have a family member and they know these birds and like they know them from the sound. And like, oh, from the color of the feather. And they, to me, they all look alike. I'm like, uh, that's a blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know. It gets confusing. And males and female, they look different. Oh. The, the male is usually the brighter in color one. And the female is. Oh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, so, so that's the oh. type of things I've learned with my dad, because huh? even if you look at a mallard duck, for example, uh, a male mallard is beautiful and very colorful and has the green, mm, the green yeah, head. Yeah. But the, um, a female mallard is just brown with some beigey feathers in there. Man, isn't that something, man? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's weird that the animals, like, they don't, like, I mean... <laughs> okay i i'm just gonna say it. you know human beings is the reverse in a way like you know um like the female identifying person is like the shiny uh, more colorful mm -hmm. take more time to mm -hmm. look um you know to look attractive or something but then guys are like oh man i'll just put on my t-shirt and whatever but like in the in the animal kingdom is the reverse i didn't know that you know what i didn't know that till this moment because i don't really watch documentaries and stuff plus <laughs> i don't go out much but like so so you 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 do these things with your dad and then um like did you start doing it on your own yes so, yeah, I mean, birding adventures started when I was super young and dad, I didn't always want to because he would want to go super early in the morning because that's the best time to find birds. And when you're young, you're just, nah, I don't want to go hang out with my dad. But, but as I got older, the more I loved it. And yeah, when we go out now, we have binoculars that we go try and check out. But for me, birding, I don't always identify. I can just... I'll look at 
it closely and then go home and try and remember what what it looked like to look it up and see what it was uh, okay so it is and still then, it's fun yeah yeah i mean but on the other hand you get to do all these hikes um and then when did it go from okay i'm doing this thing with my dad the birding thing but more like i'm doing outdoor stuff for myself um i mean i think probably in my teens all of my friends we would always be outside biking around our neighborhood and going for walks so i mean even that is still adventurous. Like when you're a teen and just getting outside, you know, you want to be outside and get some exercise. And as I got older, it was just, they just kind of next level, next level do mm. bigger and deeper in the woods ones, or they don't even need to be deep in the woods, just any hike. Yeah. Anywhere. I mm. love them all. But yeah, so I'd say after my do, do you have a favorite hike though? Like a uh, trail? Um, um, I don't think I have some favorite areas that are just quick go-tos that mm. aren't necessarily my favorite because of any one reason, but just if I need to get outside and get a nice salty air, um, I go to Eastern Passage a lot. Um, it's beautiful. It's next to the ocean. Mm. Um, Keji has a hemlock trail. That might be one of my favorite trails to walk. It's got boardwalks and just hemlock trees are massive and beautiful and so tall. And you feel like you're in an enchanted forest when you're walking through. It's beautiful. Nice. And lots of birds. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you don't know which bird is which. But, um, <laughs> but um, um, okay, so you said the, the real adventure thing really started when you met your partner. How did you guys meet and like, how did you start i guess well let's start with how did you guys meet first we met through a mutual friend a mutual friend wanted us to meet because they knew both of our lifestyles and she kept telling me and then her partner kept telling chris like you need to meet each other and then we finally did and yeah that was five and a half years ago maybe oh wow wow yeah. um was it like, did you go on a hike for your first date or what? Actually, yes. We did. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We went to the valley and we went for a hike. Yeah, we did. <laughs> oh, no, we went snowboarding. Oh, okay. We went snowboarding. Second yeah. date was a hike. Yeah. Yeah. Holy smokes. Ah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Had you like been snowboarding for long before you met or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And he makes fun of me. He doesn't like snowboarding. He's a skier. So when I said I'll I'll meet him there with my snowboard, he was like, Is snowboarding still a thing? <laughs> the answer is always yes, because like <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. A lot of people do it. I I think snowboarding is kind of cool cooler than skiing. I tried skiing once. I'm never doing that again. No. <laughs> it's just not nice. Um it was I went with my family to New York and then I was like, Oh, there's a hill nearby, let's go try it. And I was like, Okay, fine, I'll try it. Went so there's this thing you get on, right? It's like, uh, you know, like it just rolls you up to the mm -hmm. hill and then you, and then you, it's, it was not nice. And then the person was like trying to teach you and then they're like, 
you have to keep like that the skis like Pizza. that to move mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh no 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 i just <laughs> went straight down and i kept falling down i was like no this is first off the very first thing is the boots right like human beings should not have to do that to their legs like you put your legs in that thing and your leg is like i'm not moving at all i mean i understand that it you know it kind of keeps your leg in a place so if you fall your you know mm-hmm. your leg your bones won't shatter i understand that but at the same time like my feet you know my leg should be able to do most of okay so we put on the boots and then put it in the skis and no no i'm not doing that again thank you very much it's cool to watch though it's really cool to watch yeah <laughs> it is super fun but yeah the boots are really stiff snowboarding <laughs> i find a lot more fun yeah i i agree i think that's what i should have tried I, you know you have a wider base and you know you you kind of can maneuver a little bit better although when you watch pool skiing oh man it's like that looks cool and the thing about me, I know I keep saying I won't do it. Maybe next minute I'll try it again. Who knows? Anyway. You should. You so, should. <laughs> so, so you guys went skiing and then, um, but like, one thing I noticed, especially on your Instagram, is like, your son is in pretty much every, every time you go out, right? So how long were you, were you together? How old is your son? And when did you start taking him out? He is eight months old and um, pretty much from maybe four weeks old, I think. We took him to the beach and then we just take him everywhere we go. We still live as if we're just going out. We just have this extra little human to think of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How does he find it though? Like. Um, he's a funny baby. He doesn't show much emotion. Unlike oh. his parents, we are <laughs> smiling often. And <laughs> you know how we're feeling usually, but yeah. when he's outside, he's, he's serious. He, even if I took him skateboarding, like I sat down on the skateboard and just rolled around with him mm-hmm. and he's just serious face. Um, we think he loves it. <laughs> well it, very soon you'll be able to exp- you know like speak i think and he stuff, will vote, yes. and they'll be like yeah let's do this let's do that yeah but you know also think you know as with anything when you start a kid young in that thing they might not like it but as long as they keep doing it and they find fun pockets in it they'll keep doing it and then it just becomes what we do um so yeah yeah and then um let's talk about your instagram how did you how did that happen when did you start putting things up and how did your you know grow that community um i was late to instagram i didn't i didn't i didn't see the point of it at the beginning because i had facebook and i thought that's where you posted your life events and then Uh, a friend had said you would love Instagram because it's just it's just the photos you don't you don't hear all the comments of everyone and people's stories or whatever anyway um, so I had gone on and it was less I feel like it was less um, talking way back it was just a brief comment of what your picture was about and that was it and it's since evolved to people's stories come along with it and um recommendations and suggestions for things and it's lovely Mm -hmm. i love it um but 
growing the community has just been a slow, natural process. It's just been me sharing my outdoor adventures and um, people enjoying where I'm going and get ideas on. I'd like to think that it's inspiring people to get outside. I mean, last mm. time you and I even talked, you said you might go camping. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I thought about, but like, when it's warm, <laughs> when it's warm, not not mm-hmm. like. I mean, it, it, yesterday, yesterday was a really good day though. When on a walk, not a hike, on a walk. So. <laughs> same, same. Um, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, and then with with I think for me the pictures are great, but for me, what really stands out about your posts are the captions. How do you come up with those and like um how do you decide what you're gonna share? Um again it's a pretty natural just I'm very real. So if if yesterday we went on an amazing hike and Hutton actually loved it and finally smiled or something, I would share that <laughs> because that's a moment in my life that's amazing. So mm. I tend to just try and share my real thoughts and experiences on there and Mm. i think that that's gained some followers i think because i follow all real people that are going to speak the truth even if it may not be the best um yeah yeah and you know good thing you mentioned that may not be the best things because like you know there's some times you share like heavy um captions um and I know you're being real though, but like, do you ever think, okay, maybe I shouldn't put this up or it's like, this is me. I'm just going to put it anyway. I'm, I'm a very open book. My partner sometimes will be like, wow, did you, did you mean to say all that? And, but I'm just, I'm an open book and I don't have, if it was to ever cause any friction with anyone then I would think about maybe bringing it down a notch or something but I do speak Mm. how I truly feel and real experiences and if I'm recommending something it's because I truly feel it's amazing or if I'm having a down day I want to share that and um because I know everyone does and Mm. Instagram highlights a lot of Instagrams highlight the best so um yeah there, we don't put a picture of ourselves crying very often or <laughs> like those off days. So yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. I just, I, and keep you it know, real. I think for me, when you put those things up, it's like, it even makes you more human, right? Cause like, you know, you have this, uh, life where you get to go out and do the things you want, but then there are days where, you know, everything is not all sunshine and rainbows, you know? So, so it's great that personally for me, when you put those things up, it's like, okay, you know, this is a human being and this is what they are going through on this day at this moment. And yeah, I understand them. I feel where they are coming from. So personally, those ones like, you know, they, they grip me and I, I, I guess I'm not that brave yet because, like, I don't put any of those type of things on my Instagram, but maybe someday. <laughs> maybe someday. Well, it makes you feel connected. Like, I feel like mm. it connects you to someone, just like these podcasts. When you're having an open conversation, you feel connected, and it mm. lets you get to meet other humans that are going through different experiences, and how did they get there? And, yeah, I've... 
I just like being real and I like following real. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's that is that is something I really admire about you and about your Instagram. But one thing, though, know, with the the stand up paddle thing, mm-hmm. how do you not fall? <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's what always comes to mind. I mean, like, you know, how do you not fall, man? Like, you can talk me through it. You can exactly. fall. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> and it's not a bad thing to fall into water, unless you're Fair terrified enough. of water. But, mm. um, but yeah, it's not a bad thing. Usually, the people that fall in, once they fall in, they're now over the fear of falling in because it, mm. everyone would jump into a lake. So it's not. You have this like, oh my goodness, I'm on a board, so I can't fall in. But if you were on land, you would have jumped in. It's just a strange, it's your mental thought process of being on that board. You feel like you'd fail if you fall off of it or something. But you don't. It's just part of the fun. And it's balance. It's a lot of core. And Mm. yeah. How did you get into that, though? That was the funniest interaction, actually, because my partner, his office was connected to SupMonkey. Which was a stand up stand up paddle boarding company. And uh, when I looked at his Instagram, because I wanted to find out more about his company, it was all pictures of his dog. And wow. I was like, oh, well, I don't, he didn't teach me anything by looking at his Instagram. I should take over his Instagram. And mm. anyway, so I had approached him and said, can I do your Instagram and trade for? going out on the boards can you teach me how to get out there and as soon as he did he gave me a board and took me out once and I was hooked ever since and took tons of photos and I took over his Instagram account so that I could make it business-like yeah yeah yeah. um and yeah the rest is history I then did sunset tours and firework tours and um yeah it's super fun and you can choose if you want to be with people or if you want to go out there and be alone and just lay on the board and soak up, it's just, it's the best. Mm. How do you plan those tours? How do you what? How do you plan the, the sunset oh, the tours, tours or the firewall tours? Yeah. Um, it's just the sunset. We looked at what time the sun was setting each night. And then I think in the summer it sets around like 845 or something. So we would start, the adventure around eight and then loop around Lake Micmac. And um, by the time we got around one of the islands, the sun would be setting and the sky would be bright colors. And yeah. And then, and then it wouldn't be dark. How long would they last for the tours? Um, Two hours ish. Wait, are they on the board all that time? You are. Yep. That is, (laughs) that is tiring though. But you're not hardcore paddling the entire, like it's not, you're not hustling out to get to the sunset. It's a relaxing paddle your way out. Some people might get in for a little dip. And if you go out as a group, you're chit-chatting and you're, yeah, you just slowly go out, scope everything out. Um, And then once the sun sets, then you just start to head back and it's still light enough that it's not too scary for any of the new new paddle boarders. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> What's the most people you've had in a, in a group? Wow. I think we 
had 20 maybe for a fireworks tour. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. And that was a lot. We needed multiple guides um, Yeah, for that. yeah, I can I can imagine that. Like, so, but like, as one guy, you you do you have like a certain number of people you can like you know just have in your group? I think we had five per per leader. Per guy. Okay. It may have All gone right. even to seven. I can't remember what we had, but it was just enough that you can look back and see, or look to your side and look back and see, make sure everyone's still standing and with you. Yeah. Keep a yeah, keep yeah. a number count. <laughs> <laughs> oh, five. Oh, wait. Where's the one person? <laughs> okay. Um. And then, what is it, Plogado? Because like that's on your bio too. I'm like, what is it? What is which? Oh, plogging. Um. Yeah. That is picking up litter while jogging. So while you're out for a jog or exercise yeah. of any sort, you just pick up litter. Yeah. So like are you, um, so <laughs> there was a couple of days back. I think it was on Earth Day, I think. I yes. think. Yep. Yeah. Was. And you, was that kind of what you were doing that day? Yep. I mean, oh. picking up, I, so it started in Europe and, mm. and back to the sea is a not-for-profit here that's, um, their mission is to get a permanent touch tank so that we What's can, that? um, so you'd be able to hold and feel and look at marine life to know what's in our waters surrounding oh. this area. And anyhow, to fundraise, to get to their goal, they had a plogging challenge and that's where I learned of it initially. And then I, to do that, it was to raise money. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah, we picked up tons of litter and we raised mm. a lot of money for Back to the Sea. Oh, nice. Nice. That's another thing that, um, you know, stands up about the things you do is like you have all this fun, but sometimes or some of the things you do, like this plugging thing, um, it's to give back. And and the one you're doing or just recently is the Ride for Cancer. Won't you want to tell me a little bit more about that? Um, the ride for cancer is a 100 K you can choose your distance and I don't know what the other options are, but, um, a friend of mine that I used to work with, she said I should do it, but I always volunteered on the other side of it. I've never done the actual cycling part. So mm -hmm. this year will be different. And, um, yeah, we just raised a thousand dollars per team member and we have eight members on our team. So it'll be $8,000 and yeah, it's a wonderful cause. Cancer touches every one of us. We all know someone that has had it. And mm. um, yeah, it's an important one. Yeah. Um, w okay, so you it's a, you're going to actually cycle for 100 Ks? Mm -hmm. How are you training for? Are you doing any training for that or just something you can get on your bike and do um there will be training yes and i've just been getting on my bike and biking around right now i will have to start doing some bigger missions to get my legs ready for a longer haul but um i'm fairly active on my bike anyhow so mm -hmm. it it will take a lot of training yes but um i feel confident in just pedaling around for now 
since we're not allowed to go very far. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, we're not allowed to go very far because of COVID. So mm -hmm. that's the next thing I want to talk on, uh, touch on. And like living the lifestyle you live, you go out a lot, right? Uh, we we're now in what lockdown three, I think. Yes. Um, what are some things you had to adapt for each lockdown in your um, lifestyle? I mean, I remember the first lockdown I was pregnant. So I was kind of, I felt too gross to go very far anyway. So we just did mini adventures. We would just go close to home. And luckily we have some woods and we're near a lake. Um, there's, there's walking paths around where we live. So mm -hmm. we could just choose our distance. And that's how we've basically adapted. Anytime that there's a lockdown, we just make sure we get out somewhere close by. Mm. yeah and we're only allowed in our communities now so i've been just scoping out new places to kind of when i'm out for a bike ride see if there's any hidden trails anywhere that we can just scope out while also being safe wait when you bike you go with Hudson too do i go with your son too not yet we don't have oh, okay. um we don't have proper equipment for him yet but we're very eager to get him the little wagon that trails which one is here. better though? yeah that's that's what i was gonna ask which one is better the one with the child in seat. front or the one like with the seat at the back yeah i don't know i have no yeah. idea i think that i would like the wagon better but i think that would be a bumpier ride for him so i'm not sure i would like to be able to look back at him easily but him on the ground, I just have to be very cautious of where I'm biking, I guess. But I have no idea. We'll find out soon. <laughs> oh God! You know, you mentioned this, and there was a. It was actually it was so wrong, but this guy, he's a prankster. He puts like a like a doll in the back wagon, and then he cycles like a crazy person where people oh, are I watching. See that. Like, yeah people are freaking out and it, but it's not a real baby but like yeah. people are freaking out like why would you do this and uh, yeah yeah i saw uh, yeah. that he goes like <laughs> insane mountain biking yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 okay so you've lived this life where you know you had this uh relationship where you, you still go with your dad and now your partner and now your your son um how do you decide, you know, with all these different adventures you do, how do you decide what you're going to do when? Does the seasons play any role? The seasons play a role in gear, obviously. Um, but where we want to go, not always. Because if you have the proper gear, you can still hike those same trails that you hiked in the summer just you may need like if you know a lot of water is around so ice might be there in the winter you'd want to make sure you have the the right footwear um yeah no not really yeah, so yeah let's talk about gear then right what what is your go-to gear for summer and for winter when it comes to hiking um both i would just say tons of layers like making sure that because even in the summer months it does get 
cold. Um, so if you did a sunset hike, say, it can get down to two degrees or whatever. And so layering. So if you go out with shorts and a t-shirt, making sure that in your pack you have um, pants and longer layers and maybe a hat mitts mm. because if you're also if you're out there I don't know if you heard about the woman in the valley that went for a hike and she got turned around and she was out in the wilderness for two or three nights um, what happened oh no I didn't she got lost and holy it, shit mm-hmm. and it's an easy thing to do but it kind of pushed that point across I had made a post about that too that when you go for a hike to A, make sure you tell people where you're going, at least one person, and two, to make sure that you're, you have a hike pack that has things in it, food, water, and extra clothes. Extra clothes? Well, yeah. Just the layers. Yeah. Like if you went out with shorts and a t-shirt, you want to make sure you have a hoodie and some socks or extra socks, some mitts, a toque. Um whatever in case it gets chillier if you get wet um so yeah like you're just mentioning that it's pretty easy to get lost is it like you know because yeah i'm i'm I'm, i only go on those trails where it's it's really marked out this Mm -hmm. is where you go but like once you get off that's kind of where the fun really is though so how do you you with all the experience you have kind of know where you've been and how to get back to your car or wherever you started from? Um, I think we are pretty good with sticking to marked trails or or if we are um, adventuring a new place, we just make sure to do the research. And I mean, I'm sure everyone does the same thing. It is It is super easy to just think you know and you go in and you think that's the same tree you just passed or whatever. Um, But we use our Google maps, which again, a charger is very essential to have in your hike pack, Uh, a battery, a solar or a battery pack. Um, Because using your cell phone as a compass is helpful also. But we normally, we do normally stick to marked trails also. So one day I went, I can't remember, I think it, maybe it was true, well, anyway, someplace, and then I'm walking down, uh, and then there's a sign that says, you know, like, beware of bears and stuff, I'm like, <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get into this whole hiking thing, and now I have to, like, be worried that a fucking bear might attack me. Do you want to talk me through that? Like, okay, so what happens? Like, will they like will they run after you or what? If you run, yes. I- <laughs> <laughs> so don't run away. So so you stay. You just stand still. Well, so I've never encountered a bear, luckily. Um, but what I've learned from different courses is that you make yourself seem bigger than the animal. So you have to make massive. <laughs> you'd have to make a lot of really loud noises. And I sometimes even will go on later in the night hikes and I have to carry a stick with me. Um, just for me to feel safe 
I don't know what I would do with it. Um, but <laughs> it makes me feel safe. So, um, yeah, I don't know how many people have come in contact with bears during a hike, but I guess knowing that they're not on the prowl to eat a human, they're just, mm -hmm. if you're in their area and they had young nearby or something, they're in protective mode. And mm -hmm. if you start running, their thought process isn't, um, like, oh, they're running away from me because they're scared. They're thinking they're going to try and get my babies or something. So they're going to come what? after you. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, I remember seeing that sound and thinking, what the fuck? <laughs> where okay, were you? So, eh? where, where was this hike path that had... I, I, I don't... Either, either it was somewhere in Truro or it was somewhere in... <laughs> I can't remember though. It's like two years ago. Okay. It's like fuck this. I'm not out. <laughs> okay. So so you know, make sure you have your layers. Make sure and then with shoes, that's the other one that you know throws me off. Cause like, how do you decide what shoes to wear? You know, they are, first of all, they are super expensive, but it makes sense because they're protecting your feet and you need your feet to do a lot of stuff. So like when it comes to shoes, how do you choose the shoes you wear when you go hiking? Um, it's kind of trial and error. You just got to test out which ones and to be sure that you're testing out your hike boots before you go on the hike that you're wanting to go on. So wear how? them around the house or oh, wear them okay. for a little a little walk around because if you wait until your hike to wear them you might get blisters and think that they're terrible but it's just that you didn't break them in yet mm. um so warming them up for your big hikes i personally love keen hike boots mm. they have amazing ankle support they're very comfortable and they're very durable and very good grips but Again, it just takes buying certain brands, trying them out, and you start to love a certain kind. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> then get your solar solar battery pack. Uh, so you always ha have to hike with a bag, pretty much? Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Yes. Um, and then when you say curry food, like, what type of food? Like, snacks or, or like, actual food food? Snacks. Unless you're planning on camping, but snacks like granola bars we always have made with local bars in our bags um those are just locally made granola bars and an apple or um yeah easy to tote not too heavy won't smush um yeah like i've brought a couple bananas and if you're if you're sitting often or whatever it's just going to get squished <laughs> um yeah 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 that's true but yeah, some water, lots of water and uh, snacks. And you want to pack. How big is your water bottle, though? Like, does the hike, the length of the. Oh, okay, there we go. Was that like two liters? One liter? I don't know. Yeah, I think this is two liters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's massive. <laughs> or one. It might be one liter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah. Yeah, and, and then, like, here's the thing, though. So on the hike, it's you finish your water bottle. Like you can't refill it. I don't think there are taps on the trail. What do you do? We have like if you get really thirsty, yeah. We haven't really needed 
other than a camping trip, I mean, if you're going for a hike, usually that would be plenty of water unless you were to get turned around again, or if you were to go camping and you need water for a couple of days, um, Mm. we do have a water filter. And so you can, you can put a tube into a stream or, um, or right, right, right. So like, as you just pour it in, it filters right away or does it have to seat or something? Um, it goes into a little, um, I don't know what you would call it, but yeah, it filters into a little pack and then you wait for that to do its thing. And then you put it in your water bottle. Huh? Yeah. Man. They're very good you know, to have. Yeah, I I think you mentioned a course, right? Like, what type of course is this? Um, when I worked at Department of Natural Resources, there were just some wildlife um, oh. informative courses. But there are, I think the trail shop is wanting to put on some survival workshops. Yeah. Um, they sometimes did, with A for Adventure, actually, they did uh, a mapping course to kind of know how to read maps and learn how to use compasses and so yeah i think a survival one um would be coming up next probably i've yeah, been suggesting that's something it I, I think i'll take you know it's like every time i talk to you I'm, you make it seem so easy then it really is <laughs> and i'm like okay maybe i'll try but like um i think as with everything I do, I'm just going to start small. Like I started small, you know, uh, just like, you know, hikes around a lake. Cause like, you know, at least you just have to do a circle. You get to the other side. So that's fine. Uh, but the thing, I guess in my head, if someone is like a trail is five kilometers or whatever, it's actually 10. Cause you have to go back. Right. <laughs> so, so you know you do five here and then you have to do five mm-hmm. the other way so like i'm thinking one day it would be nice like if if i had you know it a car waiting at the end of the five so i have to go back but like yeah okay starting uh, small Jen- is good though that's good i think <laughs> That's what you should be doing, starting small. And some 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 trails do say 5K and mean it. They do mean that it is two and a half one way, two and a half back. Oh, okay. Some do mean right. that, yes. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I, like I said, every time I talk to you, I'm like, I want to hike. But um, I want to say thank you so much for coming to the sanctuary today. And for sharing and and for, you know, raising with your team uh, all this money you are raising for cancer. Because like like you said, yes, uh, everyone knows of someone or, you know, probably have experienced like cancer themselves. So thank you for that. And uh, yeah, thank you for making adventuring sound fun and not like you're yeah, trying to chill yourself. <laughs> but... <laughs> And again, thanks for coming to the sanctuary, Jen. Thank you so much, Israel.